0: Welcome to the Muckle Teo Football Show. My name is Miles. The Seattle Seahawks sack the New York Giants 24 to 3. 11 sacks on Daniel Jones. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Absolutely loved it. Of course, as a Seahawk fan, that's why I'm singing. The great secret to this game may be that it might have been the Giants who had 11 sacks had they been the ones playing with the bad game script uh, say they were winning 14-3 and our offensive line (laughs) had to block for Geno Smith. The Giants, I mean, they're yes, they lost their their rookie center. Andrew Thomas, their left tackle is already out. But us too. Our left tackle, our right tackle is gone. We lost a guard. I mean, between between the giants and the seahawks tonight there were 5 opening day linemen on the field today it's week 4 5 are injured 5 are playing and it's week 4 um but good day for the seahawks uh, you know we it, it's devin witherspoon day give it up for the fifth overall pick this is the kind of day that Makes you feel like he could be a star. Like, sure, there's inconsistency. There's probably going to be more inconsistency. He's moved inside on, on this, you know, in the slot. I don't know if that's going to be his actual spot uh, when he plays uh, uh, more regularly. But he was just agile, sharp, fast. And this is the kind of thing a, a future star would do. Blow up on Monday Night Football and look good. He was already having a good game before the pick six. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um not a lot of fun, the Geno Smith injury. You know, that it's kind of a bummer. It's uh, as a Seahawks fan, I railed against our early bye, which is next week, week five. Um, but because Geno got hurt this week and it seems like a knee and he could come back in, maybe the bye week uh does time up right for us. Um Yeah, just good day for the Seahawks. Thank you, Russell Wilson, yet again, for your contribution as Drew Locke to Noah Fant for a 52-yard connection. Got to the one-yard line and led to our second touchdown. Um, Both Locke and Fant, of course, traded from from Denver to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson trade. Um, Yeah, and Bobby Wagner's back. B-wags. Got my retro Bobby Wagner jersey ready to go. Got two sacks. Only thirty-one sacks in his whole career. I mean, he's a he's an on-the-ball linebacker, right? I mean, he's a, he's six-time first-team All-Pro. He's a Hall of Famer, you know. But he's not a sack guy. So, got up to thirty-one here with these two. Um, going to the darker side of the field, the Giants. Uh. I'm, I'm loving these back-to-back New York Monday night, Sunday night games, by the way. It just feels like that's like the place that we go Sunday night, Monday night. We're just kind of hanging out in MetLife Stadium in New York, New Jersey. Um, though it hasn't gone particularly well <laughs> for the Giants. 40-0 in week one. This one, a 20-4-3. Uh, that's even as unfortunately memorable with the 11 sacks uh, from the Seahawks, who don't even have a good pass rush, by the way. I'm just lamenting. You know, in like week seven, when some Cardinals fan is chirping at us, like thought you guys had a good pass rush. Cause they, they heard from some analysts, like Seahawks got a good pass rush, 11 sacks in week four. It's like, we don't have a good pass rush. Like I said, I think either team was going to hemorrhage sacks, uh, in this game. If the game script didn't go their way, not a lot of great offensive line play out there. Um, Daniel Jones is frustrated in the way that he can be frustrated, like Aikman and Buck who were by the way on fire in the fourth quarter, I, the older I get, just the funnier they are to me. This sounds, this ref announcement sounds good with some music under it. Oh yeah. Everything sounds a little good with some mute, mood music under it. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones, he, he looks calm, but is going to explode and kill everyone later. <laughs> that's the, that's the vibe you get from him. Um, and then Brian Dable, I mean, he's got that confused, angry expression across his face. So it's not not going well in giant land. Um, yeah, I mean, we got, the, we got a tablet throw. You know, Brian Dable comes over to, to Daniel Jones uh, to, to review one of the sacks, I guess. Hey, uh, <laughs> he had one second to throw, but you could have thrown it to this guy. I don't know. Uh, and Daniel Jones looks down at his own tablet. So Brian Dable spin-tosses his tablet away in frustration. Microsoft Surface, official sponsor of the NFL. Somebody, Microsoft, if you're listening, I know you're listening through AI, um, make a commercial, a good-natured commercial about, with just all the footage of all the superstars over the last five, six years who have frustratingly shoved or smashed a Microsoft tablet to onto the field i know brady's one of them i'm sure we could make a list of just how you could get probably every one of the famous players every one of the famous quarterbacks and coaches i know bill belichick's done a few um just somebody microsoft get a commercial going that way a good-natured one you know make fun of yourselves poke fun of yourselves a little bit uh giants spiraling you know they're they're kind of getting and getting towards that talk of being right there with the Panthers and the bears is, you know, one of the teams in the thirties on the power rankings, you know, 30, 31, 32. I mean, if they hadn't made a miracle comeback against Arizona, they would absolutely for sure be there. They, they'd be 0 and four. Um, and then the broadcast brought it up, but they have the dolphins next week, a team that has a lot of firepower and just recently embarrassed by the bills, And then who do they have week six? The Bills. (laughs) So Giants are probably like, oh, come on, man. Um, Not a great timing. Not great timing for the New York football Giants. But, positive side, we Seattle Seahawks fans are happy, happy, happy. Devin Witherspoon, welcome to Seattle. Muckle Teal Football Show. This show is football everything. NFL history, legacy, ups and downs of a season. We've got shows Monday after Monday Night Football, Thursday after Thursday Night Football, and Sunday after Sunday Night Football. Muckle Teal Football Show is brought to you by Microsoft Surface, the official tablet of the NFL. See Tom Brady? See Bill Belichick? See Daniel Jones and Brian Dable smash these tablets to the ground? That's how you know they're good. Microsoft Surface. Tablets. Smashable. Pliable. Shatterable. Change the NFL. Check out the Sunday podcast uh, for for reviewing. We talked about the Bills Dolphins game, the Bills crushing the Dolphins. We talked about the the Broncos uh, saving themselves from the depths of despair by beating the Bears and sending them to the depths of despair. And uh, we also talked about the Titans uh, beating the Bengals and what the heck is going on uh, with the Bengals. So check that podcast out yesterday. That was a Sunday best. Oh, we also reviewed Chiefs, Jets, of course. That's because there's a show every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday after the primetime games. That's the Muckle 2 football show guarantee. Uh Let's let's start today. We got to we got to talk Chargers. Um, then we need to talk CJ Stroud over here too, the Texans, and then we'll we'll circle back to the Rams Colts game. So um, just kind of wrapping up the, the week four storylines. Let's start. Let's start in Los Angeles, the San Diego. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did it. I've done it every year. One point called them the San Diego Chargers. God darn it. You know that's on them. Honestly. Don't you think it's on them because everybody does it. Like everybody has this, this, this mix up calling them the San Diego chargers. I mean, they have been in Los Angeles for a surprisingly long time, right? It was 2017 that they went to Los Angeles 17. So one, two, three, four, five, six. This is the seventh year that they've been in LA. They have no fans. There's no fans in the stands. It was all Raiders in this game. Justin Herbert's played, you know, 55 away games in a row. It's your fault. <laughs> if you had fans, then that would like register it for me that they are the Los Angeles Chargers. Just trying to get him, trying to get it. But okay. Khalil Mack, story of the game statistically at least. It wasn't really a dominant game by Khalil Mack. Am I I don't know if I'm I'm maybe like off base here. 6 sacks, story of the game, story of the box score. Like it's the least impressive sack supercut I've ever seen. In his previous eleven games, he had one sack. It seemed like he was kind of the the cleanup guy on a lot of them. But I mean, all in all, it's just a a symptom of of the good performance by the Chargers' defense. Back to back, good performances there as they've they've salvaged their season. They're now two and two. Um, gosh, it looked like they were sacking. Raiders, Derek Carr all day, didn't it? It was just so funny because the, the backup Joe Jimmy Garoppolo out with a concussion, the Raiders backup quarterback comes in O'Connell. He's wearing number four after nine years and 142 games with Derek Carr as, as Raiders number four, a guy just takes the number the year after I've never seen that before. A long-time quarterback goes and another quarterback just takes the same number. That's just so weird. Um but I mean, I guess Derek Carr never really did anything, never won any playoff games, you know. Um ultimately, the Chargers had a chance to put it away with the 4th and 1. They tried to charge her it away, gave it back to the Raiders who were in the red zone through that interception to Asante Samuel. But Chargers being the Chargers, it can never be that simple, can it? Asante Samuel goes down, like before the 10 yard line, kneels down basically, in which longtime Chargers fans are probably thinking, oh my gosh, this is the reverse Marlon McCree. Marlon McCree, a, a defensive back who, who intercepted against Tom Brady in the divisional game in 2006 and didn't go down and fumbled the ball and gave the Patriots another chance. This time, Samuel is just as high as stakes. Week four game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, Goes slides down. And like the Chargers have to get a first down or they're going to punt it back to the Raiders with kind of plenty of time to do the same thing again from, from deep in their own territory. But on third down, third and 11, Justin Herbert drops back. When an, when an incomplete pass would mean giving the Raiders ball the ball back with two minutes, Herbert to to Parham deep on the sideline, great catch. Herbert toughing out a uh, an injury there; he hurt his finger. Um, I loved the, absolutely loved the media question they they asked him, uh, you know, about his injury, and Justin Herbert said, "Tis but a scratch, just a flesh wound," quoting Monty Python, one of the most famous quotes of all time. And the reporter unironically clarifying what kind of wound. <laughs> just so funny. Oh, it's so, Justin Herbert, wrong crowd, man. Wrong crowd. I could just see, like, Mr. Herbert, you know, in reference to your prior medical update about your injury being a scratch, or as you elaborated, a flesh wound vis a vis the team's report of a fracture. Would you like to clarify? Is there a system? Is there a systematic failure within the organization that led to this discrepancy? Like you just like, and Justin Herbert's like, Oh my God, dude, I was just quoting Monty Python, but the chargers pull it out in the most charger way possible. Um, okay. Second week in a row. I say this, we got to talk some Texans. We got to talk some Houston Texans. CJ Stroud. Warming up last week. Now is the talk, the talk of the town. The Houston Texans beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. 30 to (laughs) six. And CJ Stroud has put up some numbers that are jumping off the page. 1,212 yards passing six touchdowns, no interceptions, and probably most importantly, two wins. The Texans are two and two. Now, I'm not ready to to say CJ Stroud is a superstar or anything. I I honestly think week 1 and 2 are kind of garbage time numbers. The zero interceptions thing is impressive, but week 1 and 2, I mean, they weren't that good. Just when paired with the warming up week 3 last week that he did and this this week's, you know, handling of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, even if Kenny Pickett went out in this game and, you know, the the Steelers were were shorthanded, this was still impressive. Um uh, and he's doing it with these weapons that are all of a sudden they're all good. I mean, that's got that's got to say something against C.J. Stroud and for D'Amico Ryan's for the for the coach there. There's something good going on in Houston. I don't think as good as the numbers you know say as people are saying. Like this might be the best rookie start of all time, and statistically maybe so. Um, I'll be really excited if he if he keeps this going. I've I've said this. Multiple times on the podcast, not chastising you for not saying it instead of me. What am I talking about? (laughs) Um, Most good quarterbacks, like most of them are just like good immediately. You know, like maybe we're thinking back to the 80s, 90s, or 2000s, you know, in terms sometimes. But in the 2010s, like most good rookie quarterbacks are just all of a sudden good. We always talk about, like, oh, it took Steve Young a while. You know, oh, Peyton Manning threw this many interceptions. Like, I don't know. I mean, now it's Andrew Luck was just good. Russell Wilson was just good. Cam Newton was just good. You know, Deshaun Watson. Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes once he started playing. I mean, just they just started and you just knew they were good. And all the guys we were debating about, like, all over the place, you know, they generally fizzled, Josh Allen being the exception. So you got one on the other side, but... Um, maybe this is that's what's happening. CJ Stroud's just good. <laughs> that's was my point there. Um, Hey, anything to get Mike Tomlin, irate. Pittsburgh fans are pissed. Texans fans are jubilant surprise of the first four weeks here is CJ Stroud putting on a passing clinic. Okay. We're going to wrap it up with our other rookie quarterback who's doing well. And no, it's not Bryce Young, the number one, number one over pick. It's number four overall pick Colts, Anthony Richardson, Losing a thriller to the Rams. 29-23. The Rams defeat the Colts in overtime. Rams are 2-2. Anthony Richardson led a 23-point comeback. They were down 23-0 mid-third quarter. Richardson brought them back with his legs. They got a five-yard touchdown pass under two minutes to tie the game. And then Anthony Richardson or Tony rich, as my wife calls him, (laughs) uh, never got to see the field again because Matt Stafford got the ball in overtime. He's hurt his hip. You know, we're in mid season warrior tradition of Matt Stafford fighting through some brutal injury. Um, but he still drove them down the field for touchdown to Puka Nakua. His first touchdown in his career, 39 receptions, his first four games the 39th reception is a touchdown. Um so Stafford pulls out some magic, kind of spoils what what would have been a nice 1-2 as far as like thematic um uh transitions here for the podcast. CJ Stroud doing really well with Texas with uh, with Houston, Anthony Richardson with this great comeback victory. That would have been a real nice thematic transition again foiled by Matt Stafford. Um but I don't know. We're kind of excited for both teams, right? If Stafford's hip uh, can can not be a really, really bad thing, you know, and you never know what this guy, you know, he's always like, there's always like some in- mysterious injury for Stafford where he suddenly gets ruled out of games and suddenly he's not playing well. So, you know, and that's not getting better as he gets older. So I'm worried, but if he, if he is okay. Puka Nakua, all of a sudden tutu Atwell's good. They're gonna get Cooper Cup back that bump those guys down the depth chart a bit is gonna be really good. Um, there's something working in LA with the Rams, man. It's kind of like the Seahawks that we talked about. There's this young, fun roster that's enthusiastic. And then the Colts, they're also fun. Because Anthony Richardson, that's all the Colts fans want is just to see progress for Tony Rich. That's, I mean, that's certainly all they care about. They're not, they are not crying in their tea over this overtime loss. Maybe they shed some tears, but not enough tears to drip into the tea. And now they're getting Jonathan Taylor back. I mean, he's set to practice. I don't know if he's going to play week five, but that offense, I want to see that offense. I want to see Anthony Richardson on the field at, at the same time as Jonathan Taylor, two of the most athletic and difficult people to tackle in the NFL on the same field. Could be fun. I would love to see this game played with Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good game. One of the one of the only good games of the morning. We talked about Broncos Bears, but that was sort of a which team is worse thing. This was kind of the one of the only good games of the week four morning. Um Which is quite interesting. Nine games, and the NFL has been so on this lately uh, with such competitive games. But this was the kind of the only one. So, uh, not that that matters. We're still having a good time. We're four weeks in. We'll be back Thursday to talk week five, Commanders and Bears, Thursday night football. My name is Miles. A good night.